So, John, what is the most ridiculous thing you've ever stolen? Well, Harry, I'm a very good boy, and I don't steal. I don't believe that for a second. It's true. I don't... If you mean, like, actual stealing, like shoplifting, I don't think I ever really have. Um, When I was a kid, I did go through a weird phase of stealing flowers. <laughs> like we had a little sunflower garden in, in my school. Mm-hmm. This is primary school, so I mm-hmm. was very young. And I used to um, like steal the heads of sunflowers and bury them. And I got in trouble. So. Bury them? Yeah, it was quite. Why? I don't know. I used to just like ripping the heads off sunflowers. And Were you a dog? Them. Maybe. I, I think I just had a. I don't know. Went through a little bit of a dark gothic phase. I just liked pulling the heads off flowers. And wow, just... that's the gayest gothic thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where we pitch prequels, sequels and spin-offs to films that don't have any. I am Harry, and joining me as always is John. Hello. And it's another patron episode, two in a row. Two which in is a row, yeah. Weird, but mm. whatever. I guess we're just that popular. Yeah. So joining us uh, this week is returning guest Daniel Tickner of the Aussie Nerds podcast. Hello, I have a podcast this time. That's fun. Yeah, well done. <laughs> we're inspiring people across the world. Hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, Daniel, remind us two things. First of all, what episodes of ours you've been on before, and then also just tell us what your podcast is. I was on Wolf Children, which was very fun. So I immediately was like, when can I come back? And you said, about a year. Yeah, that's about <laughs> the time we like to leave. You know, we've got, we've got to keep, keep it fair, keep all of our patrons, you know. Mm-hmm. Got to cycle around. That's fair enough. Yeah. On my podcast, I invite people on. Uh, to discuss their favourite movies or a movie they really like because people don't like making up their minds. Yeah, sorry. I'm very definitive. <laughs> I've known what my favourite movie is for about 15 years and it has not changed and I discussed it on your podcast. It was, of course, Muriel's Wedding. I still say that it was gay bait for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe I did The Shape of Water, which is not my favourite movie, but it's one of my favourites, mm-hmm. I would say. I hear that a lot. Yeah. Well, you'd already done a Marvel episode, so that kind of that just ruled out like my top five. I just feel like Shape of Water. It's a little, still a little recent for me to say it. Right, I need to, I feel to really live with a film to say it's my all-time favorite film. Yeah, that's why I'm not committing to it really. Fair enough. Mm. Whereas Avengers Endgame. Once you're that's on my it. podcast, it's official. That is your favorite movie forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mine ain't changing, so that's fine. <laughs> Great. Well, um, anyway, so this week, Daniel Tickner, you have brought us a classic film that we've not done, and it's probably the oldest film. That we've done on this, this older than Sound of Music? They're both from the 60s, right? Maybe. Uh, this came from 68 or 69. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up and you guys keep talking. So, Daniel, tell us about this film. Uh, this is the film of Oliver, a poor little orphan boy who has the worst luck, and then the best luck, and then the worst luck again. And then, <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the middle. Great, so that's the plot summary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's an orphan boy. He grows up in a workhouse, which is a terrible real thing that British people did to kids. Mm-hmm. I was and actually raised then... in one. And yet you, ne- you only stole flowers. <laughs> I only stole flowers. Yeah. How, many, how, many, how many whips did you get for that? How many oh, lashes? Never see my back. Yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once he leaves the workhouse, he's sold, by the way. That's apparently something that used mm. to happen. Mm-hmm. The past was fucked. That's why I, if I had a time machine, I'd just stay here. Yeah, really? I, ten- I tend to agree. Yeah. Is, 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 is this the best time? Maybe I'd go back like 10 so years. So far. No, go, no go, go, go back to the 80s. But, yeah, sure. And just be in the 80s. Yeah. It's fine. I yes. couldn't get married until like two years ago. Yeah, that's oh, true. That's, um, yeah. Good mm. point. What would you do without all the Apple products? In the 80s, you just have really slow internet and terrible big old computers that cost a fortune. I would invest in Apple. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> and just play the waiting game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Investing is a good plan because um, if you try and invent stuff, you'll be like, okay, cool, how does it work? Fuck, man, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could give ideas for like, you know, the iPhone 10 or whatever, but... You just sound like a crazy person. Yeah. A camera on a phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's a phone and what's a camera? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you find out what year The Sound of Music came out? Yeah, 63, I think Oh, it was. so that's the oldest film we've ever yeah. done then. But this is definitely up there. We don't do a lot of 60s things. And we don't do yeah. a lot of musicals, of which this is both. And uh, yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed this. Oh, good. I mean, I had seen this before. I mean, I'm guessing... Have you seen it before, Harry? 
Yeah, I've seen it before a long, long time ago, and I only remembered snippets of it. Uh huh. See, for me, this film is very big in my childhood. This mm-hmm. is, I think, this is to me what the sound of music was to you, because that mm-hmm. was a film that you. I think that speaks to our different upbringings because mm. you were all about, you know, climbing hills and, you know, living in the countryside and being very middle class and singing songs. You were all about a, orphanages. And I, was a, I, was a, I was a dirty city kid, so this yeah. film was mo- rang much more true to kind of my life experience. And mm-hmm. uh, But yeah, no, this, this is one that I really associate with like Sunday afternoons or something. It, was, it seemed like it was always on TV. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it holds up really well. Like yeah. it really has aged extremely well. When did you first see it, Daniel? Uh, when I was seven. Mm-hmm. My dad, uh, my, my dad used to uh, turn it off after the intermission when he's in the house, and he's like, "There, that's a fun movie, slightly <laughs> dark, but doesn't have all the horrible, disturbing <laughs> stuff that happens in the second half for some reason." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like responsible parenting. Because uh, one fun fact about this film is that it won. Best Picture at the Oscars, and deservedly so, I'm sure. Uh, but it was the most recent film to win Best Picture that was a... In America, it's called a G rating. I don't know if it's in Australia, but we have it's universal here. It means it's suitable for all. It's the like the, the softest rating you can get. It's basically what you give to kids' films. No. G rating for kids you, because of the salt and murder. Yeah, and that's... Salt murder. I know. I'm really surprised it's a G because this film has some really disturbing stuff in it, mm. including, a, yeah, a straight-up murder, yeah. which we'll get to, but... Yeah, this film definitely traumatised me a little bit as a kid. The whole Nancy sequence was uh, pretty horrifying, so that brought back some painful memories. Rating, the rating board must have just watched the first half. I'm like, I get it. Yeah, maybe your dad was on that rating board, just switched off at intermission. <laughs> yeah, it's a G, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver, Oliver, never before has a boy wanted more. Oliver, Oliver, won't ask for more when he knows what's in store. There's a dark, thin, winding um okay so before we start pitching sequels daniel do you want to give us a uh, a full plot summary okay so oliver is a nine-year-old boy he uh grows up in a workhouse where his mother Basically, he was born, she died, and then his life was shitty from then on. Pretty much. Then yeah. he draws the short straw and asks... Well, he draws the long straw. <laughs> what, whatever. Either way, uh, he has to go and ask for gruel. More gruel. They overreact a tad. Uh, he gets sold uh, to a funeral parlor and is then set to march... Uh, coffins of children who died probably from the workhouse. See, actually, it's pretty dark from the gap. Like, yeah, this is not it? This movie's fucked. Pretty grim. I remember the scene when he gets locked in the coffin really upsetting me as well as a kid, just because mm. the idea of that was really scary to me. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, he didn't seem majorly bothered. No, not at all. He was no. pretty resilient. It, mm. It's very uh, slapstick. I think uh, the whole thing where they're running around, he's beating the shit out of the guy for insulting his mother, which, by the way, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although that guy is very easily overpowered by a very small boy. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, he's small, but he's raspy. Yeah. Uh, he got tackled by, an by a nine-year-old. A small, yeah. underfed and he just, He's just like, oh, no. What's up with that guy? Uh, so... That happens, and then he's like, well, we're not buying him. Obviously, Beetle, take him back. And then he sings badly about his mother, and it's very sweet, but I'm like, oh, you are the worst singer in this movie. Well, he's actually not even a singer in this movie, because that's clearly not his well, voice. But the, yeah, the voice was actually a woman, I believe, because the, the, little, the little boy couldn't that sing. That makes sense. So. I, I did not like his voice. No. It didn't match anybody else's. No, because I think everyone else is doing their own singing, mm. and then his voice comes in, and it's just clearly not him, and it's very obviously overdubbed. Well, well it's, it's it's not just that it was dubbed; it was that it was just way too soft and high pitched when nobody yeah. else had a had a soft voice. Well, yeah, everyone else. I think that's the idea. He's, he's like the like even Nancy, the woman, didn't have like a oh, high pitched no. voice. Hers was like a sort of a, a burly lower tone voice. And mm. I, I think it's because he, he's meant to be innocent. Uh, yeah, and he's like so the angel. He, he's everyone else is just like uh, either thieves or influenced by thieves or assholes or thieving assholes or a murderer. By the way, skipping ahead, 
the main villain doesn't sing, and I really appreciate that. He hates the fact that he's stuck in a musical. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't get Sykes doesn't get a song. Which, uh, that would have ruined his character. <laughs> Can I make a very controversial, potentially controversial sure. statement? Don't tell me you thought he was hot. Oh, I did find Bill Sykes pretty hot <laughs> right? in this film. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank you, Danny. I'm glad you agree. God, yeah, he, he's an yeah. asshole, and I don't want to date him. But like, you know, one nighter. Yeah, one nighter. Absolutely. Yeah, he looks like he'd be. He seemed like he'd be good in bed. Probably kill you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be worth it. I don't like it. <laughs> We're not saying he's a good person, but no, I think he's very much not. No, obviously he's not Isn't a good he's... person. And after what he did to Nancy, you know, I'd have some reservations. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, that that's the thing we just discussed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so he runs away a long way he goes to london to make his fortune he meets up with dodger whose name is jack dawkins who sounds like um jack dawson from titanic oh yeah maybe it's the same guy. same guy there's a crossover you know what that, yeah, that, that actually kind of tracks yeah. doesn't it yeah, yeah 10 years later he's got from london to southampton yeah, yeah. He wants to make his make his millions over in uh, in America. Yeah, that yeah, works. I think oh, I like that. Yeah. Idea. Mm. His accent's changed a bit, but you know. Yeah, he, he's dropped pickpocketing and has gotten to gambling. That yeah. makes sense. I need to rewrite my sequel. We're on brand. So he meets up with uh, Dodger, and Dodger has this outfit which I always wanted. It's very bright. It looks like it was put together by stolen crap, which it was. But I like that it looks like that. I really liked the costumes in this film and just the general kind of aesthetic of it because what I really noticed watching it this time around was that all of the street kids, like everyone, like Fagin and Sykes and even Nancy and all the kids and all the orphans, they all look really dirty. Mm-hmm. But in that really like deep dirt, like it doesn't look like, oh, someone's just put a bit of dirt on their faces for this scene. It, re- it really looks like lived in, like, and all the costumes looked old and bedraggled, like Nancy's. Very pretty, but her red dress is definitely quite, you know, tattered and torn, and it's not like it. It, it all it all just really tracks really well. And I think the contrast, to, like the rich people in the second half, when you get to like the who will buy sequence and everything, it's it's really well done. Um, I like Nancy's dress compared to everyone else because, like, there's a scene when when she's introduced, she's in a a pub, and she's going from the light where she's bright and wonderful and brilliant into the darkness with Bill Sykes. He's taking her away to the dark. And I'm like, dude, this is great. If you don't mind taking it like it turns out, it's a fire. Keep the candle burning until it burns out. It's a fire. And always cover one till he blacks the other one. But you don't cry. So Oliver goes to uh, pickpocketing um, school and he finds a gang of pickpockets and they have a song about how great it is to pickpocket crap. And he's like, oh, is this a laundry? I'm like, but dude, pay attention to the songs. <laughs> <laughs> Not the sharpest tool is Oliver, let's yeah, face it. it. That's the only... like. It makes sense in, like, a musical context, but, like, in that context, the song really happened. But Oliver's <laughs> like, oh, it's probably just a game. In this life, one thing counts. In the bank, large amounts. I'm afraid these don't grow on trees. You've got to pick a pocket or two. You've got to pick a pocket or two, boys. You've got to pick a pocket or two. Let's show a bit how to do it, my dear. Just a game, Oliver. Just a game. So Oliver is like, cool. I love this laundry where people just sort of bring stuff along, and we have to get rid of evidence and stuff. This is a great laundry. And um, then they go to London, and Oliver's like, oh shit, the fucking thieves. Damn it. And so they pickpocket someone very important later. And uh, then he goes to court, uh, which is fair enough. Oh, after a chase scene, which was very funny. So uh, Nancy goes down to keep an eye on Oliver. And then um, after the court case, the old man is like, hey, come live with me, because that's something you just do with orphans. 
and he goes to live with him and lives happily ever after. Intermission. As far as little Daniel knew, end of movie. <laughs> uh huh. Which, frankly, it's a solid movie. Yeah. If you if you'd ended there, it'd be like, I get it. It's very sweet. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a very long uh, film, hence it needs an intermission. So, I mean, that that is a ninety minute movie. Yeah, yeah, it goes it goes for like an hour and a half. It's slightly dark. You have a progression and mm-hmm. and and then I didn't know what intermission was because <laughs> I was eight. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of the first half? Uh, yeah, really good. I think we get a lot of the best songs in yes, the first half, which was really. When I watched it, I was like, oh, all the songs that I remember have already been. Mm-hmm. That means the second half of this film's about to get really boring and really dark. I wouldn't say it got boring. I w- no, I wouldn't Not say it did boring. either. But, like, that, that's just what I thought at the time. Sure, sure, sure. That, that, that was my review enough. of the second half before watching the second half. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the first half was like, this is, you know, it's really fun and interesting. It's got all, all the bits I remember, all the mm-hmm. best songs. Mm-hmm. All the hits. Yeah, it, <laughs> can't wait to get it, past it the second half. all the best songs because it hasn't gotten really dark yet. Mm-hmm. It's the same as most musicals. Yeah. Including Disney musicals. Like, mm. all the best songs are in the first half. That's true. And then the second half is all just plot, 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 plot. Yeah. I'd like to point out for the best songs, mm-hmm. is the tone's very different in the second half. Mm-hmm. So, so are the songs. Yeah, that's true. But I think there's two. There's a couple of songs in the second half that I think are... I think Umpapa might be my favourite song. Yeah. Umpapa is great. Mm-hmm. It, um, I like the um, I Can't Get Out of This Abusive Relationship song. As Long As He Needs Me, yes. Mm. <laughs> Who will buy these beautiful roses? That is an amazing production number. It really is, yeah. Yeah, because it just gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, and it keeps going on. It yeah. never, it just doesn't stop. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, it bored the shit out of me when I was eight. That's probably mm. why I turned it off. Oh, fair enough. But now I'm just like, this is great. Oliver has hope again. He's in this nice house in pajamas that fit him for once. So yeah, lovely movie. I hope nothing happens in the second half that will make me question why I watched this as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) So, second half, Bill Sykes is like, we need to get him back. So they have a plan to kidnap Oliver when he's alone. And he's never alone because that guy's a responsible parent. Well, up until he sends him out shopping. Yeah. So Oliver is sent into London and he gets distracted by a puppet show where uh, it's a classic puppet joke uh, where the guy's beating his wife. It's very it's funny. Called a Punch and Judy show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's fun. And then he gets kidnapped by Nancy and the others and is taken back to the hideout and he's like, I hate all of you. <laughs> he full on bitch slaps Bill Sykes. Uh, this has some of the best songs. The domestic abuse song, the I Got Kidnapped song, I'm Gonna Die Old Alone and Everyone Hates Me song. Crowd pleases Nobody a lot. remember yeah. the first half more. Yeah. So, Oliver's kidnapped and then Nancy's like, I immediately regret this. This is a bad decision. And then goes back to his grandfather and is like, hey, I kidnapped him, soz. Uh... <laughs> I can bring him back, but don't call the police. Cool? Cool. All right. Neat. I'm going to go now. And then she has a song, uh, which is a fun song, to distract everyone from the fact that she re-kidnaps Oliver again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bill Sykes, because he's clever, is like, don't take him away. I don't trust you at all. Sitting there with the dog. I trust the dog. Love the dog. Hate all of you. That turned out to be a mistake, by the way, trusting that dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, never never, tr- never trust a dog. They, they don't let you get away with anything. So, he kills Nancy because, once again, he's a prick and doesn't realise that this is a movie for children. Mm-hmm. This film, this, that scene really, again, is one of those, definitely my top ten traumatic childhood moments of fit on film. It's, it's the legs that get me. Like, after he's beaten up, he, you see her legs are still twitching. It's like, it's awful. It's really quite upsetting. And then he comes back to the hideout and he's covered in blood. And then they run off. Uh, he drops all of his treasure, which he was going to use for his retirement. That one, that one freaked me out. For some reason. I don't know why. That one stuck with me. Him dropping his treasure and it just sinking into the sewage. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, it's, it's, it's crown. Oh. <laughs> that, that was your main takeaway. Oh no, his riches. Yeah, pretty <laughs> his much. His ill-gotten riches. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, if, you, if you're if going to build your hideout on a swamp, then, you know. Yeah. You're asking for trouble. Yeah. In London. I like that um, it's all rickety and shit. Mm. And the stairs collapse because everyone's barging in at once. Mm-hmm. So... Oliver is kidnapped by Bill Sykes. Everyone chases uh, Bill Sykes along. Uh, someone's like, that's Bill Sykes' dog. And it's like, yeah, it's very distinctive. 
good shout. <laughs> so Bullseye leads him to where Bill Sykes is, and then they shoot him, and he gets hung automatically. And then he goes home, and then uh, our sequels happen. Uh, yeah, and uh, Fagin and the awful Dodger go dancing off for a life of crime into the sunset. Yeah, so the two criminals that we care about, they get away scot-free. Uh, Nancy dies, which is sad, and we care about her. Bill Sachs is punished, and Oliver gets to live with his grandfather, rich and happy forever, unless you ruin it. Which well, feel yeah. free to. I'm a situation... Once the villain, you're a villain to the end. Your light fingers. Your inspiration. What a team. Am I your partner? More a friend. For your talent is employable, so make your life enjoyable. A world with pockets open wide awaits your whim to grope inside. Collections undetectable. We might retire respectable. Together till our dying day. The living proof that crime. I'm going to make another controversial statement here, maybe less controversial. Uh, This film is really, really good. I really, really like it. But? I know, I think it's got a lot of amazing characters. But? I think the character of Oliver himself kind of sucks. Oh yeah, big time. For me, his best moment was when he was in the coffin, because then, then he was talking back to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only time he had his personality. Yeah, he's just so passive. Is, mm. is, it a, is it a Charles Dickens thing or a child acting thing where the main character of a lot of stories, like Harry Potter and uh, Oliver and whatever, stuff just sort of happens to them when they're younger? Like, if you look back at Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, Harry is very passive. He experiences the world around him and he doesn't really have interesting stuff happen to him until he goes down to the dungeon at the end. So Maybe. I don't know. I think it's a Charles Dickens thing because I'm I'm pretty sure Great Expectations is quite similar as well. It's got a child who doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, I don't know. I just found him to be like... I thought the acting, apart from the fact that he obviously couldn't sing, but uh, he hardly speaks. Like This Mm. film is really all about the supporting characters. Oliver barely does anything. He has... One song, which is kind of the worst song in the film. Which one? Uh, Where is Love? Yeah. Where is Love? Which I like the sentiment, but like, oh, dude. Yeah, it's a bit shrill. I guess he does a little bit of Who Will Buy as well. But uh, on the whole, yeah, wasn't keen on Oliver. Who was your favourite character? Because there are a lot of good ones. Mm, I did quite like Fagin. Yeah, Fagin's very good. Fagin's great. Um, Like, because did he have two songs? Or was it just one? Uh, yeah, he's got that? reviewing the situation, and mm. he's got uh, got to pick a pocket or two. Pick a pocket or two. Yes, that's that, the that's, that's the big one. The big one. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Yeah. yeah, and that's a really fun song. I think that I liked that song as a kid mainly for like the comedy stuff that happens with the pickpocketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I can't remember what my favorite song was. I think it was, no, it was Dodgers' song. I loved Dodgers' song growing up. C- consider yourself. Yes, that's very catchy. Yeah, oh yeah, yourself. that's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a fun song. Uh, uh, Dodge is my favourite character. I may or may not have had a crush on him. I don't oh. know. <laughs> uh, I was like seven and he was like 12. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. How old is Dodger? Probably, yeah, I, I, he seems like he's probably about 10, 11, 12. I don't know, yeah. around that area. But He's surprisingly not in the second half very much. Like He really doesn't do anything in this. The second half is really the Nancy and Sykes show, pretty much. Well, yeah, Dodger is introducing him to this world and he serves his purpose to introduce Oliver to, like, all of the people and get him involved. And then after that, it gets dark and you can't have a dark movie with a jacket that blue. True, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's just colour-coded all wrong for the second half of this film. Well, now, if uh, you're coming along, I better know who you are. My name's Oliver. Oliver Twist. And mine's Jack Dawkins, better known among me more intimate friends as the Artful Dodger. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Dodger. Sure the old gentleman won't mind. Mind? Consider yourself at home. Consider yourself one of the family. I've taken to you so strong. It's clear we're going to get to long. Shall we move on to drinking games? Yes, let's. Daniel, do you want to go first? Okay, here's one. Drink when someone notices that they're singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Very good, yeah. Always a good one for a musical. 
Um, I've got drink for comedy, like actual jokes, because there's not that many, but there are a few. So stuff like, say, um, there's The Undertaker when uh-huh. he gets in the coffin and he's like, it's cozy. Oh, he was just an old lush. It was yeah. great. I thought he just came home pissed. I like. love him. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he bought a kid, so you're like, yeah. maybe. But everyone else is being a dick to Oliver and he's just, oh, yes, we must all sit on Oliver. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, my favourite joke is... Um, Hey, sausages are mouldy. Shut up and drink your gin. That oh, that was the such best a, thing ever. Such a good line, really. <laughs> Shut up and drink your gin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down too. That was uh, that really made me laugh. <laughs> I don't know it. Well, I know this counts as a joke, but it really made me laugh when Nancy and Bill Sykes are having a conversation, and he's like, "Nancy, I am trying to sleep," and then she says something like. You do love me, don't you, Bill? And he just sits right up and he goes, Of course I love you. Olivia, don't I? And just goes straight back to sleep again. That really <laughs> that, made me laugh. <laughs> that, that's funny, but also is like, Oh my God, Nancy, get out of there. You can and do better, Nancy. Yeah. About how everyone tells her to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, drink when it suddenly gets really dark. Well, yeah. I mean, just that's the second half of the movie. So. Yeah, pretty much. Do you mean visually or thematically? Uh, it's your drinking. Yeah, because yeah, well, sure. the lighting as well, yeah, it does go from very bright to very dark. Like, mm. yeah. So I had drink for jarring transitions from speech to singing. Always one of my favourite things in a musical, mm-hmm. when like someone's having a conversation, then suddenly this booming baritone voice comes out of nowhere and like the mixing changes. And it's mm-hmm. like, so. I've got drink for every musical sequence that could be summed up in a sentence. Okay. So how <laughs> as, as in the basically unnecessary. Oh, I see. Um, right. We are pickpockets. Yeah, yeah. We are, we are pickpockets <laughs> is one. Um, in, instead of uh, consider yourself. Instead of that, it could be like, oh yeah, you'll be good. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bastard, but I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I guess another one would be like, you know, that kid just asked for more soup, didn't he? I was going to say, I'm hungry. Let's just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why this film was 200 hours long i just like the fact that they don't repeat songs in the second half like sound of music did that's true you get a lot of the music in the background from the songs comes back in but they don't mm. have a lot of reprises which is because there's just so many hits there's no space for them mm-hmm. pretty much every song in this film is like really catchy and memorable yeah so yep uh i had a drink every time oliver fucks something up Sure. Because he is pretty <laughs> useless, let's face it. Mm-hmm. Like he fucks up the pickpocketing and almost gets oh, and gets himself arrested, you know. Mm-hmm. He fucks up the robbery with Bill Sykes, mm-hmm. you know, when, when he, they go into the house and he drops that plate. So I was like, come on, man. Yeah. Useless well, he's kid. nervous. I he's know. I'm just... With a bunch of assholes and criminals. I'm sorry. Oliver sucks and that is the hill I'm willing to die on. Um, my next one is drink whenever Oliver gets put somewhere against his will. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets picked up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Like a rag doll. I was, yeah. was going to say physically getting picked up. Yeah. He is very small. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> Although, I've got to say, the, the scene where he does get put in the coffin, mm-hmm. it's not filmed that well. He very clearly just gets in the coffin by himself. Yes. It's like, <laughs> it's like the bit in the horror movie where the, the girl runs up the stairs rather than out the door. It's, yeah. It's basically that. Yeah. One thing I noticed about the scene, which is tied into my next drinking game, my next one is drink every time Oliver slaps somebody. Yeah, <laughs> he's very slap happy in this film. He full on punches a woman in the face. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw that as well. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it for some reason. <laughs> you monster! <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the eight year old just flattened that woman. There, he did. He really knocked laid her out. Given the ratio, she probably deserved it. Well, don't they all? You know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow, John, that's dark, that's and dark. I like it. Uh, and my final one is drink for British stuff. Okay, sure. The film's set in Britain, Daniel. Come on. Yes, I know, but like all the references were fun. What what specific British references did you did you enjoy? Everything Dodger says. Oh, okay. Oh, the accent. Yeah, he does have a very no, good not the accent, accent, but the slang terms specifically. Oh yeah, good bit of Cockney rhyme and slang. You can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Just a couple more. I had drink for choreography. Mm-hmm. So all the really well choreographed dance sequences. Uh, again, pick a pocket or two is probably the best one when they're doing all the they're all under his coat and stuff, and it's just. Lots of fun. Uh, and obviously, who will buy is Choreography, huge. yeah. Who, buys who will buy is the biggest, biggest number, yeah. That one and Consider Yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, Consider Yourself has some good choreo too. Yeah, all the big street dancers are good. Yeah. Mm. And uh, drink every time Oliver speaks, because it doesn't happen very often. Sure. He's very, <laughs> for the title character, he is very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not complaining about, because the other characters are better, but mm. just, just worth noting. Yeah. He probably has maybe a dozen lines in this film, if that. <laughs> have you got any more, Harry? Nope. Cool. Uh, shall we transition over to 
Yeah, well. so before we start doing our sequels, just want to let your listeners know that we're available on Patreon.com. So if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode, go to patreon.com slash set and you can subscribe to us for as much or as little as you think we're worth. Mm-hmm. It could be anything between $2 to $15,000. Whatever seems reasonable to you. Ideally somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. High end of middle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the text for $15,000 is we will not refund this. Yes. Well, we won't. We're just being honest. Yeah. We're, we're keeping that shit. Yeah, thank you. It's, it'd be very generous of you to make that donation, Daniel. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so if you do become a Patreon, such as Daniel has done, uh, then, well, every now and then you get invited onto the show to yes. pick an episode, which can be any film you want that doesn't have a sequel, or we've not done it before. Yeah. You can come on the show if you want, like Daniel has. Uh, Daniel, you're coming in all the way from Australia, so yeah. you don't need to come on in person, but you're also very welcome to. So, Daniel, next time, if you want to fly over and <laughs> uh, come all the way, then do it. Again, if not, you can Skype in, or if you don't even want to do that, then we'll just do the film for you without you. Yeah, Whatever you want. Another reward you get for becoming a Patreon is you get to talk about something for 30 seconds. Every patron gets one slot a month yep. on the main show. Well, Daniel, you, you, you've already mentioned your show. Do you want to mention it again or do you want to mention it at the end? or what? No. Um, Sure. Uh, it's the Aussie Nerds podcast because I'm great at naming stuff. And you specifically can come on, uh, any of you. Uh, it's really fun. Usually, um, I love the movies that people pick, even if I don't like, like them personally, I, I like, I'm always interested in it. Like for, um, there was one called old boy and I'm like, I don't like this movie, but I loved talking about it. So like mm-hmm. either way, it's going to be a great time. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And so, uh, where can people get in touch with you for that? Uh, you can tweet me at Aussie Nerds Pod on Twitter. That's the best place. I have a Facebook page, Aussie Nerds, but the best place is Twitter. Great. Um, and finally, the last thing that you get when you become a Patreon is you get a bonus show from us called Beyond Beyond the Box Set. So weekly we release cinema reviews. Yep. Um, so you essentially get two episodes for the price of one. It's pretty worth your while. Yeah, probably, so probably is worth about. It's also your Facebook group. Oh yes, yeah, so you can also be in the Facebook. Oh, group I always forget about well. that. Yeah, we have an exclusive Facebook group for Patreon members only, mm-hmm. um, where you know we all just share our latest thoughts on yeah. stuff, and you get little previews of what me and John are going to be recording next and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so, it's a good time. Yeah, all that's available at Patreon.com/slash Beyond the Box Set. Hi, I'm Lee, and I host Connected Hearts, a Kingdom Hearts fan community podcast. Each episode, a guest and I talk about the game series and the fantastic community surrounding it. From artists, to streamers, cosplayers, and podcasters, we talk about how a dog, a duck, and a boy in silly shorts teaches us that our friends are our power. You can find the show on iTunes or grab the RSS feed from Twitter for the podcatcher of your choice, at Podcast Hearts. And hey, may your heart be your guiding key. Okay, John, do you want to go first? Uh, sure, yeah. And then Daniel in the middle and you... Bring it up the rear. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Uh, so uh, this week I have gone for, rather than one long sequel, uh, I've gone for three kind of short ideas that okay. we can maybe talk about. Because, yeah, it's kind of a challenging film. To, uh, I'm interested to see what you guys have come up with. But kind of a challenging film to come up with, I thought. So these were some thoughts I had. So my first idea is Oliver, Adventures of a Master Criminal. Okay. And this is based on the fact that I did find it quite funny that Oliver was absolutely useless at all aspects of her life of crime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> terrible. Can't pickpocket, can't rob houses, dropping plates left, right, and center. So I was thinking maybe this could be a sequel set maybe 20 years later or whatever. Oliver's mm-hmm. grown up, you know, where maybe Mr. Brownlow, the kindly old gentleman who adopts him at the end, who's his grandfather, I guess, mm-hmm. just gets sick of his general uselessness and uh, disowns <laughs> him. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Oliver sucks. Uh, and maybe as a, a grown-up, he's, you know, he's just a useless waster who all he ever wants to do is eat and sing because they're the only two things he ever really seems to focus on so yeah basically oliver is disowned he's so he ends up back on the streets and penniless obviously forcing him to reconnect with fagin and dodger mm-hmm. who have set up a new den since the last one got sunk into the quicksand or whatever that whatever was going on <laughs> in that scene yeah um so they've set up a new kind of gang of you know petty thieves and criminals but they've moved away from picking pockets now they've kind of evolved their whole criminal operation now are they going to steal flowers no, they're, they're now horticultural criminals. Yeah. Yes, it's specifically just flowers. No, they've moved on to bigger robberies now, more ambitious. So hearts. Instead, they're going to steal hearts. They're going to steal hearts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. What they're going to do... It's a Valentine's Day special. Yeah. <laughs> no, they've now become full-on jewel robbers. 
Okay. So they're stealing from like museums and you know Ocean's people, Eleven type shit. Yeah, I'm, that's what I was thinking of. Basically, I'm thinking this is like an Ocean's Eleven style sequel that basically Oliver re- remade as a heist movie. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I think Oliver should join them at this moment when Oliver kind of comes back into their lives. They're plotting their biggest heist ever, which is um, they're planning to rob the crown jewels. Classic. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's like a full-on heist movie. So like you know they can be like Mission Impossible style, like abseiling into the museum or something mm-hmm. you know? lots of hasty shenanigans but the idea basically is that oliver is absolutely useless and he fucks it all up for them and that's basically <laughs> my idea for this sequel so mm-hmm. maybe he like trips on all the wires or maybe they try and use him as like a stooge because he's like looks very innocent so that- i was thinking maybe he's uh yeah he just gets them all in loads of trouble and they end up getting hung or something hasn't it maybe oh, he can super dark yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> yeah I like the that. first half's really um really sweet and fun and silly and then the second half is super dark and depressing like the original. Yeah, the first half's a fun heist movie. The second half is just like a courtroom drama about them being sentenced to death. <laughs> no, it makes sense. With songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that. Any thoughts on who might play an adult Oliver? A useless adult Oliver? Um, useless adult Oliver. Oh, uh, what's his name? Not Seth Rogen. Um, the guy from Social Network. Oh, um, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, that guy. He's a prick. Sure. <laughs> if that's if that's the yeah if that's the category we're going for yeah mm-hmm. that works yeah sure okay I, I didn't have anyone in mind I just wouldn't if you guys did so yeah. oh Seth Rogen can be uh, Fagan yeah oh yes that could work although this is feeling a bit American I want to kind of keep it British okay don't know Americanize uh, it too much them but they're also British okay yeah we're, Gary Oldman. Oh, Gary Oldman would do a very good Fagin. He'd yeah, he'd, really, be, he'd be fantastic. He'd really do some accent work, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that could work. So speaking of Fagin, mm. my second idea is a Fagin origin story. Okay. Because I feel like that character has, you know, there's a lot of questions mm. like I had about the Fagin character, such as, you know, how did he end up in the position where he's just like running a street gang populated entirely by kids? Like, what, what's going on with you there, Fagin? What's, mm-hmm. what's happening there? I was thinking maybe he has like a mirror story to Oliver where maybe he also was born from like a, a wealthy family or something and then ended up but ended up in poverty but instead of like being rescued by kindly strangers he just ends up falling into a life of crime and then i was thinking also you could maybe it could start as a prequel but then maybe it would also like go into the original film at a certain point and you could also maybe start to tell some of the stories you could branch out and start telling the stories of some of the other boys who don't really get any lines like all the other pickpockets who aren't oliver or artful dodger so you could see all the other kids in the gang maybe they're all like Super resentful of the fact that Oliver gets special treatment just because he's got a posh voice and nice eyes. <laughs> no one's trying to save them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they've been beaten by Bill Sykes every now and again. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah, true. Nancy didn't give a shit. She just she just loves those blue eyes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my second idea, a Fagin origin story. And finally, That'd be fun. Yeah, my final idea is, and this is kind of one that I think could work if they ever did remake this film because. I'm surprised they haven't, because I'm sure they will at some point. They have remade it. Oh, they have remade it many times, but like a straight remake. Although this isn't really a straight remake, mm. but like they've, they've done other versions of it, obviously. But mm-hmm. I was thinking if you was, was to do a modern day remake, maybe instead of being a warehouse kid, Oliver could be an orphaned refugee. Mm-hmm. Like, so. Oh, I immediately love it. I haven't decided whether it's Britain. If it's Britain, I think it should be. Maybe he's like a Syrian refugee or something. His mother fled from like a war-torn country, was illegally smuggled into the UK and like mm-hmm. died shortly afterwards, leaving him at the mercy of the British kind of care system. Mm-hmm. So similar to the workhouse, basically. Sure, you know, yeah. Just, you know. And yeah, I think this could be a good way to make the whole thing a bit more multicultural. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's Victorian England, but it is obviously a... A very white movie. Mm. And in fact, fun fact, uh, well, not a fun fact, a sad fact, maybe. The role of Nancy was actually originally intended for Shirley Bassey. And that's what the director wanted. Mm. But the studios in Hollywood said, no, they refused to let Shirley Bassey play the part because they didn't think audiences would want to see a black Nancy. So that kind of sucks. On the plus side, now the opposite is happening, where if they can, they will. Well, exactly, yeah. That's what I mean. It'd be really nice to have like a multicultural remake of the film. So... Mm. And obviously the actress who played Nancy was amazing, but still, I think that's a, just an interesting little tidbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I was, I'm thinking obviously you could have like a multicultural cast, update the songs, have to, you know, do them in different styles, you know. Basically it's going to follow up the same plot as the original there, where he's going to end up in the, the care system, but then he runs away when he finds out that he's due to be deported, ends up living on the streets in London, falls in with a street gang, much like the original. Obviously we'll recast the Awful Dodger, and 
yeah, and basically follows the plot of the original more or less, but in a more modern setting. Mm. So that was that was idea number three. Just yeah, pretty short and sweet, but I think that could be a good way to kind of update it a little bit. Mm. Cool. Okay, you got a favorite of those three? I think I like the last one best, really. Modern day remake, yeah. Mm. Cool. That's yeah. more real, but I like the dumb Oliver doing slapstick shit. Yes, uh, <laughs> just in general principle of liking weird stuff. Yeah. Very so, good. All right. Uh, Daniel, do you want to go? Uh, sure. So I had a few. Mm-hmm. I was watching Paddington. Well, you've had a year, so. I was watching Paddington 2, uh, as I want to do. And in that one, he goes to prison and everything's shitty because the food sucks. And then he fixes the food with marmalade. So Spoilers for Paddington 2, Daniel. Oliver is played by Paddington. Uh, replaces all the food with marmalade sandwiches and the workhouse turns into a fun orphanage instead. Well, that's the best kind of orphanage. Fun kind. Uh Uh-huh. My second one, which I rejected, is to turn him into Batman. (laughs) Oh, I see. Yeah, now he's a millionaire. He goes on to train to be Batman. Then comes back to England and it's very steampunk and he uh, fights to free orphans. Is the Awful Dodger going to be like a Joker figure? No, he's going to be Robin. He's going to be Robin. Nightwing. <laughs> yep, yeah, the, the Artful Robin. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> or um, like he can be the Catwoman stand-in, where he's on the other side, more criminal. Yeah, yeah. I think the Awful Dodger should still be like a like a, a criminal, but one that's not as not full blown evil. Just like you know, mm. yeah, that could work. Uh, but my longer one is a crime drama okay where oliver is in university he's not useless he's become more aware of the world and he's studying law in order to shut down workhouses Mm -hmm. because they're you know shit so we open up with him in like a suit and wearing a hat as victorian people want to do then some kid steals his wallet and runs away Oh, how ironic. And and Oliver follows him, mm-hmm. because obviously, and then he meets up with Dodger, and he's like, hey, Dodger, he's treating you well. And then he, Dodger throws back the wallet, and he's like, come inside. And uh, he opens it up, and there's no cash in it, uh, because obviously. So Artful Dodger's become like Fagin, he's like running this gang of street kids now. Yeah, and he wants Oliver's help. Because, like, there's more and more orphans because the systems become more and more corrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's lots of runaways and stuff. So to skip ahead, Dodger and Oliver are basically trying to fix the system. Dodger thinks that you can't fix the system because the government sucks. And Oliver thinks that you can if you change the laws. Uh, and they have a back and forth around that. So there's a big song, obviously, uh, where Oliver is telling the plans on how to fix London and Dodger is left alone because he doesn't follow Oliver and he's like I never thought I'd live past 20 where I come from some get half as many ask somebody why we live fast and we just laugh to reach for a flask <laughs> don't let the moment pass that's plenty is that a- it's Hamilton I'm doing Hamilton oh, Ham- I was thinking is that Hamilton <laughs> uh, okay so is this gonna be like a hip-hop remake then uh, yeah okay sure <laughs> <laughs> Lynn Manuel Miranda is doing the song and dance. I got him to sign up. Great. He's played Cockney before, Mary Poppins too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he's going to do that. And it basically follows a Victorian era plot to Hamilton. Okay. And it ends with the system being fixed and Dodger singing about how with all the kids being in safe children's care and everything being fine, what his purpose in life would be. And Oliver invites him to come for a drink, and they will be fine. Also, uh, Oliver gets a wife and has kids. It basically follows the plot of Hamilton, except instead of Oliver and Dodger shooting each other, they go for a drink. Oh, okay, so it's a little bit less dark. Yeah, I wanted it to start off dark and then get happy, as a reverse. Oh, okay, so it's the opposite of the original. Okay, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think? Yeah, I like it. That's, I think that's a really good idea. Cool. I've not actually seen Hamilton, though. So, uh, um, no one mm-hmm. has. My frame of reference is limited. Uh, everyone but... just listens to the soundtrack. It's too expensive, yeah. But uh, <laughs> No, I think that could work. I mean, it is, yeah. It's the, the, the big modern-day musical. So, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. 
Um, okay, well, I've, I've only got one idea. Okay. But it's a bit of a longer one. That's fine. So mine's called Oliver's Orphanage of Opportunity. Oliver's Orphanage of Opportunity. Great one. You get the title this week. I love the alliteration. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love a bit of alliteration. Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, so Oliver's all grown up now, and uh-huh. he has become Charlie Cox. Oh, okay. From the guy who plays Daredevil. Yep, Daredevil, Stardust, whatever you that may works, know him yeah. from. Mm-hmm. So he, he started his own orphanage where children are taught how hard work does actually lead to more rewards. Oh, okay. So he's a good orphan. Yeah. Although, I mean, technically, I don't think orphan children should be working at all. Yeah, he's just... Unless you're just edu- in education. Yeah, well, he, he's teaching them the ways of the world. Okay, sure, fine. They're um, not in a warehouse then. They're not like, you know... No. Okay. No. But like, you know, they have to earn their keep, basically. Sure. Okay. Um, the more work they do, the better food they give and that sort of thing. I mean, this is really starting to sound like child labour, but... I mean, it is the time. <laughs> sure, I mean, it's a level up, isn't it? Sure, I mean, yeah, sure. He's not, he's not going to sell any of them. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's ahead of his time, but not that ahead. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's increments. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it'd be a bit weird if he was making a statement that applies to modern day society. No, of course, of course, yeah. Just like, everybody should be given equal opportunities. Like, eh, no, you're not there yet. No, no, sure, sure. He's, he's pushing, the, yeah, pushing the needle ever so slightly. Yeah. So the work isn't like turning a giant mill. Okay. Um, it's more stuff like helping the community outside of the orphanage walls. Oh, okay. And, yeah, stuff like that. What Just was being... the point of that mill? Come it's to grinding flour, I think. I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's what we used to do. Yeah. So it's a good orphanage, and all the kids come out of it with the ability to read and write, which is obviously quite the achievement, given yeah. it's the 18th century. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. That gives people a big advantage, big mm-hmm. head start. Um, anyway, so the annual Great British Orphanage Awards are coming up. Um, apparently that's a thing. Orphanage yeah. of the Year. The Orphies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and today Oliver is preparing heavily for his inspection later that day. Oh, okay. All of a sudden there's a knock on the door. Oliver goes to open it. And suddenly the other side is, of course, the Artful Dodger. Oh, okay. Yay! Played by... Played by, may need to annoy you, but also I think it'll be fun, James Corden. Okay, he's let himself go a bit, fine. Yeah. <laughs> James Corden, I thought you hated him. I do. Oh, no, Harry doesn't, I do. Oh, I love him. He's just so delightful. It sounded like you were grinding teeth for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dodger screams in delight and hugs Oliver. Me old mate! Oh good, you do an accent work. This is always I'm going to do my best. Okay. And Oliver says, Dodger, <laughs> my, how you've grown. Um, and Dodger's like... <laughs> Dodger's like, well, yeah, it's been a few years. Ah, oh, I've really shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, how have you been? Is this, is this your place? Aren't you going to invite me in? <laughs> Oliver's like, well, I've actually got an important inspection later today, but you know what, Dodger, it's you, of course. Come in for a quick catch-up. Do you want some food or are you good? Ah, I'm good, thanks. I'm <laughs> just joking. Give me something roasted and crispy. <laughs> You're yeah. definitely channeling James Corden's, like, hyper energy in this. Yeah. <laughs> So they go into the kitchen and Oliver helps some of the orphans prepare a meal for Dodger. Meanwhile, Dodger's eyeing up Oliver's child workforce. Mm-hmm. Dodger says to one of the kids, Hi kid, do you want to make some real money? Get ahead in the world? He's suddenly gone Australian. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> G'day, mate. <laughs> want to make some money? Maybe no, he's still kind of cockney there as well. It's, okay. I don't know. Well, it's, Maybe it's yeah. an easy one to slip between. Okay, sure. Oliver says, Dodger, these are good kids. They're all going to get adopted to nice families and not have to steal to get by. Anyway... What are you doing these days? Let's not talk about that. He's like, ah, oh, sorry, I'm running my own gang now. I've got about 20 kids, all thieving for me and Fagan. We're making a killing. Oh, that's great, Dodger. I'm glad it's going well for you. So what brings you here today, then? And how, how is old Fagan getting on? Well, I just wanted to catch up with an old friend, and Fagan's, Fagan's doing okay. Is Fagan dead? Oliver's like, are you okay, buddy? <laughs> While motioning to all the kids to leave the room. Mm-hmm. And Dodger breaks down, crying. Oh, no. Fagan died, Oliver. He was cold, really cold. I did everything, and because I was watching him, I wasn't looking out for the kids, and they all got poached by bobbies. I'm ruined, Oliver. Ruined! <laughs> Oliver comforts him. Well, mate, you can stay here as long as you need. Oh, what a good friend. And a while oh, later... No. Yeah, this is going to end poorly, but yeah. A while later, that afternoon, the inspector shows up. Oh, yeah. The inspector, for no other reason, played by Mark Lester, the original Oliver. Oh, okay. Give him a little bit. I was wanting to put a cameo in mine as well. Yeah, who think of one. hasn't actually acted since uh, the 70s, but is still 61, like he's going. Sure, fair enough. Nice little callback. Yeah, yeah so he shows up, and uh, then we get quite an extended scene of Oliver showing the inspector around. Oh, by the way, is this a musical? 
I've not written any musical numbers. I'm just trying this. to p- picture it, like, you know. It could be. I mean, it's a short story. Sure, sure, okay. No, carry yeah. on. I'm just, yeah. yeah, so we get a montage of Oliver showing the inspector around while also trying to prevent the inspector from knowing that he's harbouring a wanted criminal. Mm-hmm. Dodger is... Meanwhile, trying to steal anything which he deems valuable, because that's just second nature to him. Sure. Oliver's pickpocketing back off him, all the while trying to keep the inspector unaware of anything going on. It's okay. a massive juggling act. Okay, I'm like kind of a Mr. Bean routine kind of thing we get in here. Like, mm, yeah. Lots of physical comedy. Okay, I yeah. see it. And so when the inspector's on their way out, uh, Dodger drops a piece of silverware down some stairs into the lobby right where the inspector is. She asks what it is, and eventually she finds Dodger. She? Oh, sorry. I, I, they, they find Dodger. I, I made a last-minute change. Oh, okay. They ask Dodger who he is and why he's so scruffy and why he's here. By the way, he's wearing the exact same costume. I mean, it's a size up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not literally the exact same costume. <laughs> but it's, you know, the same blue jacket. And sure, top hat. Top hat, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she asks Dod- who Dodger is, why he's so scruffy, why he's here. And before Oliver can pitch in and, like, make something up... Dodger says, my name's the Artful Dodger. I've been living on the streets with my gang of child thieves, and now I'm living here with my old friend Oliver. Not the sharpest He's an idiot. Yeah. He's, he's an idiot, yes, basically. And so the inspector writes all of this down, and it doesn't let Oliver say anything, and then leaves immediately. Okay. Which is not good. Oliver is feeling really bad, because like, well, shit, the, in- the inspection just went he's awful. This couldn't have gone worse. Yeah, he's never going to get one of those orphies now. Yeah. No, I'm not going to get an orphie. And you know, he has a bit of a go at Dodger. Dodger feels really bad as well. He's like, oh, no, I've really let my friend down. This is, ah, oh, it's crap. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we'll cut to a few days later. Okay. Oliver is opening his mail over breakfast. Um, he gets the inspection letter, and it reads that everything was a 10 out of 10. Yeah. But harbouring a homeless thief brought the score down to a 5. Oh, so I mean, fair. I appreciate yeah. that, like he's still got a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a fucking great orphanage <laughs> if you are harboring yeah. a wanted criminal and you get half points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's not going to be considered for the best British orphanage no. anymore, which is a shame. But as the letter reads on, however, due to their previous score of ten out of ten, they believe that Oliver will do the right thing with Dodger and that they won't be reporting him to any authorities. Oh, okay. Oh. So it's just like I trust you with this. You know, you're, you're you're clearly doing very well, and apart from this one guy, that's that's your, your apart one. From, apart from this one wanted criminal that you associate like, with your children, it's yeah. your one major slip up. Sort it out, and we'll talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. As Oliver finishes reading the letter, Dodge comes into the room dressed in brand new clothes. Okay, it's, it's the exact same style, but they're all brand new, completely clean okay. clothes, and he's looking fantastic. Great. Can it be the same color scheme? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. wouldn't change that. Oh, Don't you worry. God. So it's the same blue jacket, top hat. That's all that matters. It's just clean. Okay. And he's carrying two fantastically cooked full English breakfasts, which he's just made with the help of some of the orphan kids. Uh-huh. And the two of them sit together and happily eat breakfast together while the orphans do the washing up in the background while singing a song. Okay. Is that the end? That's the end. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a nice happy ending. So we don't find out I what... I did not expect that. The moment you had James Gordon, I'm like, he's going to do something <laughs> terrible... But no, you made it happy. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted his 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 loud personality, really. Sure. No, well, you um, certainly channeled that well. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I, I feel like he'd be an interesting character to see go through these three emotions that are in this. Sure. <laughs> of just being like super loud and like pretending everything's okay, and then breaking down a little bit, and and then seeing him come full circle right at the end. So it's a redemption story for him. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Right. It's a very I like it's a very you detail that the happy ending is just a really good breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to keep it small and sweet. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Despite my noticeable James Corden, you know, <laughs> issues, I can I can see that working. So yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah, I'm quite, quite happy with that, to be honest. Cool. Okay. Uh, great. So shall we get to some listener submissions then? Yeah, sure. I've got a, um, <laughs> a bit a bit of a list. What, what are you googling at, Daniel? My listener submissions. Great. Well, I, yeah, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> um, okay, first one I've got here. Kelly Gilkson says Oliver Two Secret of the Use. Okay, sure. Yeah. That definitely works for this. Yeah. The ooze got rich. The ooze being the gruel. The ooze being the sewage, I think, that Fagin dropped his jewels into. Oh, yes. Oh, I get it. So all the jewels, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, I like that. Like, mm-hmm. There was a whole other story going on at the whole time where there was, like, sentient ooze. The house was built on, like, sentient ooze. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, that's why Fagin was too scared to, like, properly dig into it, right? Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe Fagin and the ooze have got some kind of an agreement. Like, yeah. the ooze dropped the stairs away just so the police couldn't get to Fagin mm. at that one point. And then payment was, 
it took Fagin's jewels. Well, maybe Fagin has to feed one child to the use like every year <gasps> or something. Right? Oh, dark. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's a whole other story. I ah, like it. Like it. Very good. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Bob McClure says Oliver is revived in 3018. Okay. And this time it's personal. So I guess that he was frozen in. Fro- sure. I was going to say frozen oh, in carbonite then. Different no, cryo frozen. Yeah. And uh, Oliver in the future. But it's personal towards whom? He doesn't have any enemies left. <laughs> Dunno. <laughs> What's he going to do? He didn't do anything in the first film. Dunno. Maybe the ooze got frozen as well. Oh, okay. So we're back to the ooze again, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Ben James Doonan says, Oliver 2, you wanted more, you've got it. Oh, I get it. More, more. Ah, yes. Yeah. Please, Sarah, <laughs> we want more of this film. Great. Yeah. Very good. It's great fun. Jason R. Cinco says, later in life, Oliver falls back into old habits and starts leading his own gang of pickpockets and it's up to the son of the Artful Dodger to redeem him. Side note, I played Bill Sykes in our high school production. Oh, that's nice. Oh, good to know. Oh, fun, you can be Bill Sykes in this movie then. Now, Brian Babcock says, Oliver 2, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, slow hand. <laughs> um, Ivalo... No. Oh, I, 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 Great. I think he, you nailed it. I think I did too. So it's a remake by Tim Burton with okay. cliche dark visuals that make everybody roll their eyes. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> I could, kind of yeah, thing. I, I, I could definitely see that. Sweeney Todd. Tim Burton would do these days. Sweeney Todd was great. If you get that vibe. Yeah, to be fair. A great sequel for this. I think that's the last Tim Burton film that I really enjoyed. Sweeney Todd. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Robert L. Kelly says, Oliver 2, the further adventures of Fagin than the Artful Dodger. Yeah. Without that. Oliver in the movie. Chris Donahue says, I feel that Office Space could be a spiritual sequel to Oliver. I mean, I guess. Not sure, sure how. Okay, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's a, just a film about people working in an office. It's like a... Miserable working condition. Oh, I suppose... Yeah, okay, I get it. Maybe, yeah. It's a stretch, but sure. Douglas Bennett Greenwood says, Too hungry, too steal. <laughs> a, a, twist, a, a twist in the plan. Oliver reforms his pickpocket ways. I like that. I like the title. That's a very good title. Yeah. Patreon Mark Reed has given us oh, a very long one. Jesus. Oh, wow. Okay. Wait, uh, let me just... I'll, I'll, I've got a few more short ones and then I'll do my long one. Okay. Um, so Eamon James says, Oliver 2, Electric Boogaloo, a coming-of-age sequel where Oliver has relocated to Hollywood and is trying to make it in show business. Oliver's willingness to do anything highlights the seedy underbelly of the current show business world. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds like it could get dark. Yeah. Andy Hughes says, Oliver Twist 2, Bill Sykes returns. Mm-hmm. Living an ordinary life as no longer an orphan, Oliver Twist is loving the idea of no longer scra- scraping for food. Scraping for food? Scraping? Scraping, scraping yeah. yeah. He's now an accountant, having learned his skill for numbers. And his best mate, the Arval Dodger, has proven his skill for penny pinching. So so Oliver is an accountant, mm-hmm. and the Arval Dodger is still a penny pinching thief. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just just setting up. Okay. Well, no, sorry. Yeah. Having proven his skill for penny pinching, mm. the Artful Dodger is now on the straight and narrow as a debt collector. Oh, okay. That cool. makes sense. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Cool. Yeah. Okay. One day, a fire pit opens in central London and a booming voice announces, He wanted more! You, this episode really inspired you to do voice work. I like Clearly, it. yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. As out the fire pit steps a reanimated Bill Sykes Ooh. and his fiery demon hound as he's on a mission to hunt down all the orphans that Fagin once held. Will Oliver and Dodger survive the onslaught of reanimated Sykes? Is there a reason Fagin got them all to study the occult these past 20 years? Why did this Ouija board spell out the name Nancy? Maybe because she's the battle angel or something. Ooh. This was written on the fly with a passing memory of Oliver Twist. I can't even remember if Bill Sykes dies. If not, kill him in the opening before doing it 20 years later. Well, I mean, he, do, he does die, so it's fine, yeah. I like that. An evil zombie Bill Sykes, actually. Yeah, that would go I well. really like that. With a demon hound. With even though his hand. dog betrayed him in the original, but whatever. Yeah, sure. Well, he got a new dog, a more loyal dog, a hellhound. I yeah. guess, yeah. Mm. Um, Samuel Walber says they could adapt Will Eisner's prequel comic, Fagin the Jew. Oh, okay. It could go. I've not, I've not read it, but you know, from that title, it could go in any kind of direction. Okay, so this is uh, Mark Reed's quite long one. So okay. he's another one of our Patreon supporters, which mm-hmm. is why I'll allow it. Sure. It's called Oliver. I'll do anything. Okay, like it. Sounds so, sexy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How old is Oliver? <laughs> um, so Oliver grows up and inherits the the Brownlow money. Okay, that's his. 
kindly grandfather, yeah. He goes on to have a wife and daughter who he names Nancy. I assume the daughter. The daughter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day, however, Nancy is kidnapped and held for ransom. Okay. However, the kidnappers fail to realise all this time Oliver's kept one foot in a world of crime. Oh. Not a criminal, but no stranger to the crime scene. The kidnapping enrages Oliver, and he vows to discover who these kidnappers are, making them pay for taking his beautiful daughter. Oh, it's Taken! It oh does sound a lot like Taken, thing. doesn't it? Has Oliver grown up to be Liam Neeson? Um, Oliver heads off to the poor side of town and up to a loft. There is the sound of young boys inside, and he opens the door. He's greeted by the artful Dodger. Dodger is now in charge of all the pickpocketers, listens to Oliver's plight, and agrees to help Oliver discover who took his child. While they search, Oliver proves himself to be nothing of the gentleman he outwardly appears. He is tough (laughs) and learned how to fight dirty. They torture people, brackets perhaps by reading them Dickens, (laughs) until they unveil the truth. (laughs) They are given the address of a place where the kidnappers are supposed to be, which is a riverside warehouse. As they approach, they are accosted from behind and both knocked unconscious. They awaken, tied to chairs, Nancy to the left of them in a small cage. She looks unwell. Then the kidnappers make themselves known. John and Harry Sykes, oh, sons wow. of Bill. Oh, wow. Been cast up. Oh, have we been cast as brothers? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, the gene pool really diverged there, didn't it? Yeah, it did. One of us got the hair. Uh, they explained this revenge that they planned for a long time. Oliver took their father. Now they will take everything he cares about. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, suddenly, they are distracted by stones smashing through the windows at a warehouse. The pickpockets are outside. They've been following Dodger and Oliver. The Sykes brothers give chase. As they're distracted by this, Dodger breaks his binds with a pocket knife he has concealed. They jump to action, freeing Nancy as they try to escape the Sykes brothers' return. In an effort to put something between Oliver and the brothers, Dodger spills over an oil lamp. He shouts for Oliver to get away with Nancy. Dodger attempts to fight them both, while the fire gets more and more out of control. The two brothers overwhelm him, and eventually, as they make plans to escape, the warehouse comes crashing down, covering everyone in debris. Safely away, Oliver turns to see the warehouse fall down. He screams and hands Nancy to the pickpocket boys. He heads back and frantically starts to dig through the rubble. He eventually digs up Dodger, who is coughing his last breaths. He says, You know, Oliver, I always considered you one of the family. (laughs) Take care of the boys. And that's it. That's the end. What happened to us? Did we die? I I guess so, yeah. I guess that we died along with the artful Dodger. Oh, no. Well, well, apart from the fact that you killed us, I think that's very good. (laughs) Yeah, so that was uh, Mark Reed's Oliver, I'll Do Anything. Very good, I like it. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, did you say you had some some listener submissions? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I went to the Screen Druggies Facebook group and uh, I was like, do you guys have any ideas for Oliver? And someone said, I don't know, Oliver becomes Fagin. Yeah, sure, full circle. So Oliver becomes Fagin or Dodger becomes Fagin is very common. Someone said to make it Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Oliver becomes Sherlock Holmes and Dodger becomes... Um, Jude Law? Uh, yeah. Uh, and Dodger becomes Watson. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and like Shyamalan, Oliver, too twisted. Very good, I like that. That's good. <laughs> that is very good. And my personal favourite, because it's a real comic that exists, Oliver, but it's in a post-apocalyptic England. Oh, And it's a real thing... That exists in dumb comics. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm not surprised in the slightest. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I have some as well. I'll just whiz through some of the ones I've got. So there is... Rob Farnham said, Oliver, twisted. Turns out he's the Joker's great-great-great-great-grandfather. So lots of Batman uh, crossovers. That seems to be a common thing. Uh, John Kovaleski said, Oliver versus Annie, and off and off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. I, I think that, by the way, we may be doing... Oliver versus Annie on Two Geeks, Two Movies at some point. That would make sense, yeah. Yeah. And by soonish, I mean soon enough that I don't need to rewatch Oliver. Great, sure. Because it's a long film. That is is true, yeah. John Combs said, Oliver 2, The Wrath of Dodger. Mm -hmm. Spencer Cop said, Oliver 2, Please, sir, can I have even more? (laughs) Gabriel Hinojosa said, Oliver Twist Ending. The audience was the orphan kid all along. Oh, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I knew it! Uh, Jed Jong said, Oliver in space. Same thing, (laughs) but on a holiday on the moon. David Henderson said, Oliver, T.W. Oliver. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, that mm, makes that's sense. A stretch. Yeah. Max Edelson said the Oliver diet. Never before has a boy wanted less. <laughs> <laughs> Over on Twitter, we really like musicals. At WRL podcast said Oliver buys a house. Please, sir, may I have a mortgage? At trivia <laughs> underscore lad said. <laughs> Sorry, that one really tickled me. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, what, what word is more but then something else? Mortgage. <laughs> Very good. Uh, at trivia underscore lad said, not sure about a sequel, but I'd love to see a contemporary remix set in New York. Maybe some of the characters could be talking animals. I'm thinking a kitten for Oliver, a wisecracking dog for the awful Dodger. Dot, dot, dot. So that's basically Oliver and company. Great. A fellow Patreon Hulu from the Contrarians podcast mm-hmm. said, Oliver too, he's having another. <laughs> and finally, Ross Burton gave a very Ross Burton suggestion, which is, it's set in a brothel with all the main cast grown to adults. It's got a train spotting sort of vibe. It's called, please sir, can I have some whore? Oh God. That oh, is such God. a Ross pun. Thumbs down, Ross. Boom. <laughs> and yeah, those are our list of submissions for Oliver. So if you have any sequel ideas for Oliver or any films we've done in the past, please let us know. We are Beyond the Box Set. Mm-hmm. You can find us at beyondtheboxset.com. Our podcast is available at all good podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Acast. You name it, we're on it. If we're not on it, let us know. We will get on it. You can also contact us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Beyond the Box Set or at Beyond the Box Set on Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash beyondtheboxset. And uh, Daniel, thank you very much for joining us and bringing this film back into our lives. Do you want one last chance to plug the Aussie Nerd podcast? Sure. Uh, the Aussie Nerd podcast, I talk about your favourite movie with you. You can Skype in. It's going to be a great time. I will literally talk about any movie you want, as long as you're sincere. None of this guilty pleasure shit. I think that's a good qualifier. Actual, sincere liking it. And I'm in. Someone wanted to bring in Sharknado 3, and I'm like, I love it, but no. Okay. Um, right, John, I believe it's your choice next week. It is, yes. So before we move on to our next season, I have a free pick. So I've chosen another film that has been on my long list for quite some time. And again, I've not really ever found the right moment to put it out there. And mm. it feels a little, a little bit timely, because in Britain right now, we are in a period of uh, a little bit of political turmoil, and it looks very likely that there will be a general election in the next couple of months, certainly before the end of the year, it seems. This better not be that Brexit movie with Benedict Cumberbatch. It is not. That was a TV movie, so sadly not, um, oh, thank God. not wasn't valid. So no, I have decided to go for a film that's literally called Election. I really thought you were going to say Brexit then. I was like, oh! No, no, no. No, it's not specifically a Brexit. Well, it's not a Brexit film at all. It's, it's 20 okay. years old and it's American. It is nothing to do with Brexit. Okay. It's a very funny political satire by Alexander Payne. And, hmm. uh, I think you'll like it, but okay. we shall see. Yeah. Sure. Well, I guess we will see. Yep. Cool. Thank you very much for listening and join us next week for Election. Mm, See you next time. See you later. Bye. 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 Shut up and drink your gin.